from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. is intercepted by Matt Meyer. And that is Meyer's third steal of the ball game. Meyer like stick him on his hands. There it brings is. it up and nails a three. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive where Waco gets engaged. Meyer outside the arc on the left side. West Virginia's going to back off. It's a big win. The Baylor Bears get a big win here in Morgantown over West Virginia tonight. Bears snap the losing skid at two. Bears win over the Mountaineers. 77-68, the final score. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. John, this was grit. This was determination. This was figure out a way to go do this on the road. They jumped out to a 16-point lead. We knew at the time, in fact, we said Bears need to put some hay in the barn because West Virginia is coming back. Bears needed every bit of that, but uh, we're able to stem the tide several times. West Virginia got a lead late in the game, but when this game was up for grabs, uh, I thought the Bears took complete control of it and got it to the finish line. John, this is a big win. Yeah. This is a big one. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome. John Morris Show on a Wednesday back in studio. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Bears big win on the road in Morgantown yesterday. It was about, uh, it was about this time yesterday, wasn't it, Aaron? Uh, in an hour from right now, uh, early tip off, but that was good. And uh, Bears come home with the win. What a big, big road win. Yeah, that's a good West Virginia team. And uh it's always tough to play there. We were wondering about the crowd because of the time for tip-off, but it was a packed house, and it was really, really loud, and Baylor went there without two of their key players, including their leading scorer, and got a win and uh, actually pulled away at the end. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that they had a big lead early, and then West Virginia came all the way back and took the lead, and, you know, you're kind of thinking, oh, not again. <laughs> well, no, they wasn't. They didn't let it happen again. Uh, every time West Virginia made a run, even when they took the lead in the second half a couple of times, uh, Baylor answered every time with a big shot, mostly threes from Meyer and uh, Flagler. But um, it was just a, a great, great win for the Bears. Yep, and L.J. Cryer, a and big Cryer game too, yesterday yes. too. Yeah, he had 25 yesterday. So 77-68 was the final. They list the capacity at WVU Coliseum as 14,000, and they gave us the attendance yesterday of 12,692. Hmm. Now, think about that. They're playing at it's Eastern time, so it's 5 o'clock Eastern on a Tuesday. <laughs> now, they had the students there in full force because class was back in session as of yesterday. But everybody we would ask, you know, uh, leading up to the game, Brian Messerly is their media relations guy, said, what do you think the crowd's going to be? He said, no idea, you know, because you just don't know with an early start on a Tuesday. He did say, could go one of two ways. It's too early for people to get here or people coming 
from outside of Morgantown may say, hey, this is great. Let's go to the game, and we'll get back home at a decent hour. And whatever it was, I mean, they had a great crowd there. Yeah, give credit to West Virginia, (laughs) almost 13,000 fans showing up at 4 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon um, for the basketball game. But also give credit to Baylor. A lot of that, I think, had to do with their opponent. You know, people wanted to be there to try to cheer them on to beat, you know, the – what the week before and the five weeks before was the number one team in the nation before dropping to number five this week. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. That's uh, it's part of it. We've seen big crowds on the road uh, for the Bears all season. So big, big win. Uh, 77-68 was the final. We mentioned L.J. Cryer had 25 to lead the Bears. Matt Meyer, a big game with 20. Matt is uh, Matt, Matt kind of thrives in that kind of environment. Um, I don't think we talked about it on the air yesterday. But West Virginia has a very organized student section that uh, prepares this document that they give to everybody that comes in there. And it's like facts about Baylor, you know, kind of taunting facts. <laughs> and then <laughs> they have the great. Yeah. And then they have the bum of the game. You know, they select a bum of the game. And I didn't go over there to try to see one of those or get one of those yesterday. But I think it was Matt Meyer because uh, from the minute he stepped on the floor, they were riding him <laughs> hard yesterday. So I, I'm pretty sure that Matt was the bum of the game yesterday. Yeah, that didn't work out well for him. Uh, right, exactly. That's what I said. He rose to the occasion. Oh, yeah, he had and a career it re- game. Yeah, it really motivated him. He had 11 in the first half. He had one three-pointer and uh, was running back down the floor and turned and saluted the students <laughs> over there, which just gets them going even more. But, man, he had a really good game, and they needed it. I mean, this was a, a game, you know, with uh, Jeremy Sohan out, James Akinjo out. You really needed Matt and, and everybody to uh, to play at a higher level, and he did yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun to listen to. Like I said, every it seemed like every time that, that West Virginia made one of those big runs and a couple of times, as I mentioned earlier, they actually came back and took the lead. It was, uh, I believe it, at one point, didn't they have a four-point lead in the second half? May have been the biggest? Uh, let's or was see. It Their biggest lead was five, five? in the first half. Okay. I yeah, so. uh, that was very early. Remember, that was very yeah, early. Yeah, in the game. yeah, it was five to nothing actually. Yeah, that's how the game started. And uh, I don't remember the second half. I think they did go up by four. And, yeah, yeah. And you, you, I know I was. You kind of get in panic mode, but the team didn't. The coaches didn't. They yeah. just stuck with the game plan and came back and not only retook the lead but ended up winning comfortably. Big big win. Bears are sixteen and two. They're four and two. They right the ship after those two losses last week, and the Bears play again on the road at Oklahoma coming up on Saturday. Let's, uh, let's let you listen in now to Scott Drew, uh, post-game with us last night after the 77-68 win over the Mountaineers. Coach, what a win in this type of environment. Congratulations. Well, to you. well uh, um, you know, you never uh, are given a win against a Bob Huggins team. You have to earn it. 
and I thought we came out and uh, the preparation was tremendous uh, being shorthanded the guys really stepped up and I thought we got off to a great start which was critical yeah then we showed a lot of heart character coming back when a lot of teams uh, would have folded in that situation and we actually uh, uh, finished the game unlike we did the last two games and I thought the bench was tremendous James Jeremy uh, Langston really gave us all they had on the bench as well as everybody else so it was a great great team win and obviously uh, uh, Matt Meyer had a great game and um, did a great job uh, uh, taking high percentage shots yeah tell everybody uh, James and Jeremy and uh, Langston they had a role today didn't they all were assigned to certain duty. All of them performed it well. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, it takes a team to win. And uh, you, you get a win like this, it's uh, it's huge. It stops uh, uh, that two-game losing skid. Um, allowed guys to step up. And uh, uh, I shouldn't have played James the last game. Really credit him for trying. But uh, um, I like this game prep a lot more, knowing what we had going in and what guys were going to do. And um, as I told James, really appreciate the hard he showed last game. But, Let's get you well before we try to put you back out there. Yeah. Not only playing a Bob Huggins coach team, but this environment today. I mean, an early start, but, man, they filled this place up. Yeah, well, they, they, they usually do. I mean, West Virginia, most big 12 places we go to, you can't name a bad environment, and that's why it's so hard to win in this league. Right. So, uh, uh, and that's why our fans are so critical for us. But you love the students. I mean, uh, uh, it's early game. I don't know if they go to class, they show up an hour and a half before the game or what. But um, that, that gets your guys ready to play, too, so you don't have to motivate them. Yeah. I thought Adam Flagler playing a little bit out of position today was courageous. You know, he's 0 for 5, then he makes a couple of threes. He's got an assist. Turned it over four yeah. times early, but just never gave up. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, um, early on, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know if we had a turnover the last, what, 10 minutes of the game? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think you did. Yeah, so, that's right. So, that, I mean, and that, that's a big reason we won. So, uh, uh, normally our depth uh, and bench allow us to stay fresh to where the other team gets tired in the last 10. Um, must be in shorthanded. I thought Jordan did a great job. Um, obviously, Dale played uh, uh, big minutes for us. And uh, John and Flo really did a great job battling. We were, we were, we were doing great on the glass. And then uh, second half, you got to credit West Virginia really coming back strong. And I thought eight of nine at the line in the second half was huge. Yeah, you got you gotta you gotta make free throws in critical times yeah. and in pressure situations. Matt started it with three in a row and it continued from there. Well, and, and again, 18 assists, 18 assists on 28 made buckets. But uh, nice to, again, see you guys were really sharing the ball when it mattered. Yeah, I thought uh, uh, guys playing unselfish. And uh, um, we were able to get some in transition first half and get that lead. And then um, we got a little fatigued, didn't get out. And then it came back for us. And that layup by LJ was huge. And uh, um, Adam dumping off to John for that dunk. Um, so re- really critical there. So many guys played a role in this, uh, and, and even the guys that couldn't play, you know, who were injured and didn't play today. But, man, you had to have everybody pulling their weight to get this win. No no question. And uh, uh, I thank the good Lord for uh, allowing uh, Matt Meyer to be on fire today. We needed all them points. <laughs> hey, he likes playing here. <laughs> so, um, but I thought I thought uh, he really did a good job uh, taking shots that were high percentage shots. And Matt's improved his shooting, and um, it, 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 when he takes good shots, 
I feel like they're always going in. So um, that's a tribute to his hard work over the years. But, uh, again, uh, uh, LJ stepped up big. Uh, um, uh, Kendall, I thought, made some tough plays, um, got some 50-50 balls. Defensively, did a really good job on Taz. I mean, I can go up and down the list. Everyone stepped on. The court really gave us uh, uh, all they had. All right, Coach, congratulations. Uh, let's get out of here and get back to Waco. That sounds great. Nice all right. <laughs> Thank Coach- you, Baylor fans. It's Scott Drew post game with us last night, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. 77-68 win by Baylor over West Virginia in Morgantown. Again, a great crowd, great home environment for West Virginia, as it always is. And uh, Bears uh, overcome that to get the win. Uh, remember, Aaron, a couple days ago, so it was Monday, we had Tony Caridi on, the voice of the Mountaineers. And he and I were texting, uh, you know, leading up to uh, our trip up there. And even yesterday morning, he texted me yesterday morning and says, hey, sorry to tell you, I just tested positive. So, Tony, yesterday morning, the day oh, wow. of the game, tested positive, And he had to miss the game. And he'll miss the coaches show, which is tomorrow night, I think. And then he'll miss their game at Oklahoma State this weekend. So, it just, you know, just like that, things change, and uh, and that's what happened with Tony this week. Yeah, this new variant, it's 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 going to be tough for it to miss you. Yeah, I'm just uh, because no, I, I remember, right. you know, we've all been living through COVID for the past few years, and I, I you kind of know the different strains and how many people you know had it, and this one, I mean, I, it's more of who. Do I know that hasn't had it? Right. I mean, it's really, really been a lot of people getting this new strain. So uh, it's just uh, something you got to deal with and live with. Yeah, uh, it's it's a wide swath, you know, that it's cutting through and affecting a lot of people. A lot of people that I keep hearing say it's not a matter of if, but when, you know, you're going to get this one. I did hear that, too. I forgot. I, I don't want to say it was the director of the CDC mm-hmm. and be wrong, but mm-hmm. I mean, I remember someone saying, uh, uh, basically, you know, everyone's going to get it eventually. Yeah. So, so, uh, that's tough. Uh, just be careful, do what, do what you can, you know, to avoid it. And, uh, and that's all we can do there. Um, let's take a break here. Uh, more on big 12 from last night, three other interesting games in the league. One more coming up tonight and the Baylor women play tonight. Finally, a home game in the Farrell center for the Baylor women. Only their second home game in the last five weeks. So, uh, you know, they're looking wow. forward to a home game tonight. I didn't realize that. Isn't that wild? That's that's incredible. Yeah. So, uh, the Baylor women hosting Oklahoma State tonight. Talk about that. Look at the other Big 12 uh, games on the men's side. Plenty more to come. Stay with us. John Morris Show brought to you uh, from the Allen Samuel Studios. Brought to you in part by... DMRA Fine Jewelers, they're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The Arctic air is here, so heavy coats needed as mostly cloudy skies and blustery conditions continue tonight. Lows drop to 28 with wind chills in the teens and more of the same tomorrow. Mostly cloudy, windy and cold, a high of 38 with wind chills in the teens and a 20% chance of a wintry mix south of Waco. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long 
on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center this Wednesday hosting Oklahoma State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Join Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, all season long here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Number five, Baylor got back on the winning track, beating West Virginia 77-68. to Elsewhere in the Big 12, number 18, Texas Tech beat number 15, Iowa State 72-60. to Number seven, Kansas over OU 67-64. And Kansas State beat number 23, Texas 66-65. Tonight in Big 12 play, TCU at Oklahoma State. Number 15, Baylor women will have their first conference game in the Farrell Center tonight, hosting Oklahoma State. Tip is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Dallas Mavericks try to keep the hot hand tonight, hosting the Raptors. Mavs have won nine of the last ten games. Tip is at 7.30. Jason Hammond has resigned as Coppers Cove head football coach and athletic director after two years. The district has begun taking applications to fill those two positions. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon, brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Always great things going on at the Baylor Club. Got their uh, regular weekly email earlier today. Goes up out to uh, all members. It's the WhatsApp Wednesday email. Uh, plenty of, if you get the email, you can click on a link 
to see what's scheduled in January, what's coming up in February. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. One thing they're promoting here is capture your love on our championship field. And it looks like, Aaron, you can go down on the field and uh, have pictures made, you and your significant other. Complimentary champagne paired with a uh, dessert in the main dining room. Uh, that sounds pretty cool for uh, for Valentine's Day. And uh, they've got uh, some other deals coming up. Uh, so in the month of February, uh, on the 22nd, it'll be 2-22-22. So they're taking advantage of that. Book your event before 2-22-22. You get $200 off every $1,000 uh, that you would spend for an event. So pretty cool there, uh, 2-22-22. They've got an afternoon tea coming up on the 22nd. Uh, that is 12 to uh, noon to uh, 2 uh, in the president's suite. And, of course, the the uh, basketball uh, pregames, uh, basketball brunch is coming up. Women play Iowa State this Sunday at 2. Go by the Baylor Club for their uh, Sunday brunch, 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., then head over to the Farrell Center. And then uh, some weekday games. Uh, they've got, uh, well, like uh, Big Monday. And, in fact, it's West Virginia coming to town on Monday, January 31st, 8 o'clock game. They'll have dinner service 5.30 to 8 uh, there. So a uh, lot, lot of events, uh, safe to say. Check, check them out on the web, thebaylorclub.com, thebaylorclub.com, or give them a call. The main number is 254-710-8080. And you can ask your question there if you want to talk to someone about upcoming events, membership, private parties. Hey, what's that 222-22 deal? Uh, just give them a call, and uh, either the person that answers the phone or will have an answer, or they'll direct you to someone who does. 254-710-8080, the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. All right, Baylor uh, over West Virginia last night in Morgantown. We talked about that. Big win for the Bears, headed to Norman to play OU this Saturday. Also last night, OU played well, but lost at home to Kansas 67-64, Christian Brown hit a three-pointer late that uh, pr proved to be the game-winning bucket. Seventh-ranked Kansas wins at Oklahoma, 67-64. Jayhawks uh, stay alone in first place in the league. They are 4-1. and one. They're a half game ahead of Baylor and a half game ahead of Texas Tech at 4-2. and two. Red Raiders won at home. Uh, surprisingly easy over uh, Iowa State last night. 18th-ranked Texas Tech, 15th-ranked Iowa State. And the Red Raiders won by 12 last night. Yeah, except for the hiccup against uh, Kansas A State. State right? Yeah, they've looked incredible. Yeah. The last, four out of the last five games, they've looked like a, uh, uh, a team that can make a really deep run, you know, in the tournament. Playing really well, and they're at 4-2 and two in the league. They're 14-4 and four overall. That's a big win over Iowa State uh, last night. K-State, talk about them. So they beat Tech on Saturday. What do they do for an encore? They beat Texas in Austin last night by a point, 66-65. So, uh, you know, to win at home over a really good Tech team, that's something. But to go on the road to Austin and win over the Longhorns, that is really impressive. Chris Beard's inaugural season at Texas is not going as planned because they had – I mean, and then they could still get it turned around. I'm not saying that, but they had very high expectations. Didn't they start in the top five? 
They were. I know, I know they were top ten. Yeah. I believe they were top five to start the season. I think they were like like four or five maybe. Yeah, and if you looked on paper, they were loaded. I mean, you, you could I, – I, I remember talking about it on the show, how it looked like Kansas, Baylor, and Texas were all just on paper loaded and, and all had chances – to uh, win the win the conference and make deep tournament runs, now you can add Texas Tech to that list. Yeah, uh, but now we're not sure about Texas. Yeah, hey, newsflash: I think they're still loaded. I, I think yeah, it's just yeah, taking they're still them a while. talented. Yeah, it's yeah. just taking them a while, or or has taken maybe longer than people thought to get going. But they're thirteen and five overall. They're three and three in the conference. Yeah, nobody. I don't think anybody expected them to be three and three. But this right. is a conversation I, I've had m- with multiple people about. Um, Baylor women's basketball and Coach Collin, it's tough to get everything installed your first year there. That's right. No matter how much talent you have. And you're seeing that uh, with Texas men and with with the uh, Baylor women's basketball team. I always think there's there's a transition year, you know, with a yeah. coaching change, you know, and, and it just it kind of depends on how long that transition takes. And it you see it in every sport. You saw it in yeah. football with Coach Aranda. Right. It was gonna it's difficult anyway. Then you add the COVID situation that he that he had his first year, you know, and but you saw you saw the difference the second year, you know. You you see what good coaches are able to accomplish once they once they get their system in place. The really impressive thing, not to get off topic, about the Baylor uh, football team this year was, you know, bringing in Coach, uh, the uh, Coach Grimes, Grimes. Uh-huh. and and the new offensive staff and being so good. Yeah, that was that was really really incredible that they were able to be that good in the first year of that offense and with with uh, four of the five offensive linemen coming back next year. Imagine what it's going to be like next year. Yeah, I like I like the way that sounds. So K State wins in Austin yesterday, uh, and those are the other games uh, from last night. In addition to Baylor's win over West Virginia, one game tonight. TCU plays at Oklahoma State, seven o'clock on uh, Big Twelve. Now this is uh, this going to be an interesting game. The Cowboys are two and three in the league. TCU is two and one, uh, and uh, kind of coming on. You know, the uh, Fighting Jamie Dixons are twelve and two overall. Kind of been through their COVID delay. So uh, this this will be an interesting game to keep an eye on tonight. TCU at Oklahoma State. You can watch it on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's where you can find the women's game, the Baylor women's game tonight. In fact, every game on the women's side tonight is available on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Uh, the Baylor women hosting Oklahoma State tonight. Uh, here on the radio, on the air at 6.30, tip-off at 7 with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm as the Baylor women look to uh, follow up their win at Kansas. Now with a home win tonight over Oklahoma State, only their second home game in the last five weeks. So you know they are looking forward to that. Tonight they'll play at home against Oklahoma State. Sunday they'll play at home against Iowa State. And that was such a huge win over Kansas. I know you yeah. you know a lot of Baylor fans see Kansas and think, Kansas, really? But, I mean, it was so important for them to win that game, especially the way they did coming back, you know, and and we may look back and see that that was a turning point in the season, hopefully so. Yeah, that's right. To win it like that down on the road, down big really in the final seconds, but to uh, to get the win. So that is tonight in the Farrell Center. 
Uh, make note of this also. If you're coming to the Farrell Center for the game this evening, this will be another opportunity to have your picture made with the Sugar Bowl trophy. It'll be uh, set up in the concourse at the Farrell Center. So uh, just walk around the con- – I don't know where exactly, but make your way around the concourse and maybe a line there, but just stand in line, get your picture made with that uh, trophy, which is just a great, great bowl champion trophy. Now, you got a lot of pool when it comes to stuff like that. You think they'd let you bring it – since I'm not able to, I'm usually running – Oh, bring it in here? Yeah, that way I can take mm. a picture with it. <laughs> you, you give me way too much credit. No, I'm just <laughs> – I, I would be scared – for it to, you know what I mean? I know, that's me uh, too. Yeah, that said that, that I would drop it or something. I, <laughs> yeah. I just, no, I don't need that kind of pressure. Exactly. I, I transported the Heisman a few times and I was scared to death oh, every I time. Bet. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's tonight uh, in the Farrell Center. Find the uh, Sugar Bowl trophy and get a picture with that and the concourse and uh, really cool opportunity there. On the women's side in the Big 12 tonight, and every one of these games is available. On Big 12 now on ESPN Plus, 6 o'clock, 14th-ranked Oklahoma at West Virginia. 6.30, 15th-ranked Texas at number 7, Iowa State. 6.30, Texas Tech at TCU. 6.30 for Kansas at Kansas State. And then 7 o'clock in Waco, Oklahoma State at 15th-ranked Baylor. That's the schedule. Every team in action tonight on the women's side in the Big 12 Conference. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, a uh, an honor, a national award for uh, Coach Dave Aranda. You mentioned him, uh, Aaron, so give you that. Nice honor for Coach Aranda. Plus, uh, Ron Franklin has passed away. Many of you uh, know of and appreciate the work uh, for many, many years of Ron Franklin. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back as well. Stay with us. John Morris Show. From the Allen Samuels Studios, Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. The Bears stay on the road in Big 12 play, headed to Norman to take on OU this Saturday. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Men's Basketball, all season long, here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Brothers Management is proud to serve the students of Baylor University. With apartments such as the Center, West Campus Lofts, Heritage Quarters, and the Arbors, you can guarantee that your college living experience will be comfortable and memorable. Brothers Management also offers the market's largest inventory of houses and duplexes. Brothers' unsurpassed attention to the individual is their hallmark. Stop by the Brothers Management Leasing Office at 400 LaSalle Avenue or go to brothersmanagement.com to check out your future home today. Leasing made easy. Thomas. 
Norman Ward. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Number five, Baylor got back on the winning track, beating West Virginia 77 to 68. Elsewhere in the Big 12, number 18, Texas Tech beat number 15, Iowa State 72 to 60. Number seven, Kansas over OU 67-64. And Kansas State beat number 23, Texas 66-65. Tonight in Big 12 play, TCU at Oklahoma State. Number 15, Baylor women will have their first conference game in the Farrell Center tonight, hosting Oklahoma State. Tip is at seven o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Dallas Mavericks try to keep the hot hand tonight, hosting the Raptors. Mavs have won nine of the last ten games. Tip is at 7.30. Jason Hammond has resigned as Coppers Cove head football coach and athletic director after two years. The district has begun taking applications to fill those two positions. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios. Hey, we're glad you're with us this afternoon. Appreciate you tuning in. Brought to you in part by Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor, uh, check out Amanda on the web or on her Facebook page. Just Google search Amanda Cunningham, Colwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Congratulations to uh, Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda. He has uh, won the George Munger Coach of the Year Award. And you say, what is that? Well, that is the Coach of the Year presented by the Maxwell Football Club. So this is very, very prestigious. And very well deserved. You know, we were talking during the break, you know, there's a lot of great candidates. Obviously, you and I feel the same way that Coach Aranda should win all the National Coach of the Year. That's what I think. Awards. Okay. I mean, uh, but there's, like you said, there's a lot of great candidates. You look at uh, the, the two biggest turnarounds in college football were Baylor, as far as number of wins, mm-hmm. 10, were Baylor and Michigan. Michigan, right. And, you know, Coach Harbaugh got them to the college football cha- playoff championship. So did Coach Fickle at Cincinnati, you mm-hmm. know, another strong candidate. I still think that Coach Aranda should win them all, though. Yeah. I mean, re- not, and that's not just the Baylor fan in me talking. You look, two wins last year to go from that to winning the 
Big 12 and winning the Sugar Bowl is just an unreal turnaround. It's it's something that no one, including myself, expected. Yeah. Five ranked wins over the course of the year. Improvement from two wins to 12 wins. 12 the most in a season in Baylor football history. Sugar Bowl win to cap it off over a, a really good Ole Miss team. So, uh, Baylor's first New Year's Day bowl victory since 1950, uh, New Year's Day 1957 after the 56th season. So, uh, and, and finishing with the highest ranking ever at uh, number five in the AP poll. So, all of those things um, factor into uh, Dave Aranda winning the George Munger Coach of the Year Award. Very deserving. Very deserving. Congratulations to Coach Aranda. I mentioned this, uh, and maybe you've noticed or heard, uh, Ron Franklin passed away. Ron, uh, uh, many years at ESPN, uh, I think 1987 to 2011 at ESPN, and it was a big game if Ron Franklin was involved, and uh, he made it big, you know, just by his uh, stature in the broadcasting world. But you remember Big Monday on on, uh, ESPN when that started, Ron was the guy, you know, doing play-by-play. Worked with Fran Fraschilla a lot, worked with John Sunvold on those Big Monday games, worked with a lot of guys, but Ron was the guy that was play-by-play on those Big Monday games. I loved Ron Franklin. I loved – I would have listened to him call a Little League game. He was so good. And I don't say this because he didn't get recognized. He did. It's just that he was so good, he probably should have gotten more recognition. He was probably one of the most underrated underrated announcers of my lifetime. Yeah. He was he was great. Yeah. I, I liked him so much. Yeah. And that's I, I didn't know, you know, you sent me the audio to put in and I didn't even think about it and I hadn't seen that he had passed uh, uh, until we talked about it right before the show. So uh, a great, great announcer um, and one of my favorites. Yeah, I think maybe we in the state of Texas maybe appreciate him more because we we got to see him and hear from him maybe more than folks in other parts of the country. I mean, when he went to ESPN, everybody did. But before that, he uh, he was at KHOU and then KPRC TVs in Houston and then was doing the Houston Oilers during that time also and then was doing uh, Texas football on the Southwest Conference radio network. Uh, think about that, Ron Franklin <laughs> doing uh, your school, doing the University of Texas uh, for the Southwest Conference Radio Network, and he was just so good. I mean, his, his uh, God-given talent was really good, but he was really invested in doing a good job uh, in every broadcast, and he did a ton of them. You know, I, I talked about Big Monday basketball, but he did a ton of Southwest Conference and then Big 12 football games as well. And I think I've talked about this before, but, you know, you can ask my mom. Growing up, obviously I had sports heroes growing up, Tony Dorsett, you know, uh, Larry Bird, a few others. But I also had, you know, I I, I grew up admiring announcers because Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same here. And Really? Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is uh, uh, not very common, I don't think. Yeah. So uh, it's sad that that one of my favorites passed away, but – Again, a great career, and uh, he'll be missed. So Ron Franklin passed away yesterday at the age of 79. Uh, Don't know any details uh, after a lengthy illness is what one report said. Uh, Ron was in Austin, lived in Austin uh, for many, many years. But when I heard about that and thought about it, I thought, you know, we've got some interviews uh, stashed away with Ron Franklin and went back and looked and found this one. This was from Big 12 Media Days. 
so it was July 27th of 2010. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting, again, just to hear his voice, but also the subject matter that we talked about with Ron is, is pertinent to today. So uh, let's go back and listen to this uh, short part of an interview with Ron Franklin from July of 2010. From the Big 12 Football Media Days in Dallas, good, good to visit with Ron Franklin from ESPN and ABC, and I'm very glad. I think you mulled uh, maybe stepping back and sitting and watching football for a little bit, but I'm glad you're still going to be working this year. The decision maker, my wife, of 45 <laughs> years, said, the Lord's been good to you. You're healthy. Keep working. I don't want you at home. You'll drive me nuts. <laughs> well, a lot of us are very glad for that. I'm, I'm kind, very glad. You're very kind. I appreciate that. How about uh, uh, as you mill around here, visiting with the coaches, with the players, uh, what kind of sense do you get about about the league, a Big 12, going into this year? You know what? I differ from some people, and the fact I I think this 10-team league is going to be just fine, and I think you know I, I think they'll I think they'll stick together. Mm-hmm. Now, and I hear a little bit here and there about there's you know people that are not happy with it, but in every league it's that way. You know, I remember doing so many. I grew up in the Southeastern Conference. And uh, I saw it over there. I see it in the Big Ten. I see it in the Pac-10. Everybody does not get along. It's not a perfect world. And and so, you know, I think the wonderful thing is going to happen with this league. I think this league is uh, is going to come to a situation where every year we have four to five teams that are top 25 in a preseason. And, uh, you know, even the SEC doesn't do any better than that, if as well. And, uh, and, and the Big Ten. Is also so. My point is, you know, I think this league is going to get better and better. I like the coaches may not, but I like the the true round robin that they'll play in football. And uh, and by the way, basketball won in this whole thing with a double round. That's that's a great deal. Uh, but it's you know, as far as football is concerned, I see health and prosperity. Now I know people say the Super Conference, the sixteen team thing, John is a thing of the future. But man, that's that's tough now. I mean, that's a lot of schools, and like as close as it came to, to you know, the teams taking off to go to the uh, to the Pac-10. Uh, it just, I, I, I kept thinking, and this is nothing against them and nothing against us. Those two different cultures. Now, I mean, we're talking about parts of the country that don't necessarily view a whole lot of things the same way, and and I, I just. Uh, you know, I just thought, I don't know how compatible a situation like that uh, truly could be. Yeah. And thank goodness we won't have to find out. Not now, anyway. Well, I think most folks know you live in Austin, have for a long time. Uh, can you imagine if things had splintered like that and, say, Texas had gone west and even A&M had gone east to the SEC and who knows where Baylor would have ended up? Can you imagine, you know, these schools that are in such close proximity going different directions? Yeah, you know what? I don't think some of those things were going to happen. Um, I, you know, I'm not arguing with anybody, but the SEC didn't want anybody. Why should they? They got 12 really good teams. It's a perfect fit. And, uh, you know, that, that I don't care what anybody but he says that was not going to happen. Yeah. It just simply wasn't going to happen. Isn't that interesting? So that goes back to July of 2010, and it was he, he mentioned Nebraska had just left for the Big Ten, but you know A and M was still part of the Big Twelve, and uh, you know in Texas and Oklahoma obviously uh, were part of the Big Twelve, and he was kind of saying, "Ah, that's not going to happen. You know that will never <laughs> happen." 
But uh, it, I, th- I just thought that was interesting going back that perspective at that point compared to where things are now, plus a chance just to hear the, uh, the golden tones of Ron Franklin, again, who passed away yesterday, and certainly sympathy uh, and condolences to his family. What a great guy. There was one, one game Baylor played Oklahoma on a Saturday afternoon. I can't remember what year it was, but Ron uh, and I got to visit before the game. And um, uh, Ron, Ron was a guy that he would, you know, he would, he would be as prepared as possible, you know, for a network broadcast. And that meant if it's Baylor OU, he's going to talk to me before the game. He's going to talk to Toby Rowland, or at that time Bob Barry Sr., you know, doing the uh, Oklahoma games just to see if he can, you know, get a couple of nuggets. Well, sure enough, when we were talking, we talked about uh, Baylor at that time had a couple of offensive linemen who were from Canada. And uh, and then there was another lineman who was from Canadian Texas, and we both kind of laughed at it, <laughs> and uh, you know laughed about the Canadians, you know, right? And uh, over the in the course of that broadcast, which was on ABC, I think that day, uh, he mentioned uh, you know mentioned my name that we had been talking and laughed about the Canadians, <laughs> and. And my phone, man, it blew up like a Christmas tree, you know. Uh, hey, Ron Franklin just said your name. You know, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Um, so, I, again, it was really fun the times that we crossed paths through the years and uh, just such a pro, you know, just a pro's pro in everything that he did. Uh, the end at ESPN was was unfortunate. Uh, he made a comment that uh, basically got him fired from ESPN and um, uh, I hated that because, uh, j- you know, just like that, I don't think he did many things broadcasting-wise after that. So I hated that it came to an end like that. Yeah, I, I, as you say that, I was unaware of that. Yeah. I don't remember that. He made – Janine Edwards was their sideline reporter, and he made some comment uh, in a production meeting. It wasn't even on the air. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. About, yeah, I uh, never – yeah. it's weird that I never heard that yeah. before. And basically, that was the end of his time right. at ESPN. So, unfortunate there, but nice to remember the, uh, wow, great career, so many great things done here in the state of Texas, and then with ESPN for Ron Franklin. Passed away yesterday at the age of 79. Take a break. Be back with more in just a moment. Wrap things up. Share some birthdays. Plenty more. When we come back, John Morris, Aaron Sexton, in the Allen Samuels Studios here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I kind of wanted to root for the Bears, so when I leave the press box, then I can kind of, I can kind of get with it. And we happened to be right next to some Ole Miss people, and boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. From the moment that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. 
At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Northern Tool and Equipment is the store for over 100,000 tools. Here you'll find the right tool for any job with brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Honda, Lincoln, and more. Our annual storage sale is going on now with savings up to 50%. The deals are stacking up on shelving, storage bins, racks, job site boxes, and more. Plus, select truck boxes are 20% off. It's time to put every tool in its place. Visit Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. Back with us, final segment, John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon. Baylor women's basketball on the air tonight. Tip off uh, about three hours from right now. Eh, a little bit more than that. Three hours, 12 minutes from right now on the air at 6.30, tip off at 7, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm with the call on the radio and right here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Baylor women versus Oklahoma State coming up tonight. Uh, television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus. That's Jim Haller and I, and we haven't worked together in a while. I missed. Uh, a game the end of December when I was sick, and then we didn't have any a uh, week or two before that. So, or just kind of around Christmas, you know, there was a natural break. So, Jim and I haven't worked together for a while. Yeah, it's I'm uh, I'm uh, torn. <laughs> You're <I'll> torn. <laughs> Don't be torn. No, no. I'll listen. Obviously, I'll be I'll be listening. To Are you me. running the game tonight? Uh, no, it won't be me. Okay, it'll be it'll be Cameron. Okay. So I will be listening to Derek Smith and Sophia. There you go. Young Malcolm. There they you have go. the call right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, birthdays today. It is uh, Dale Bonner's birthday from Baylor Basketball. Happy birthday to Dale. Dale uh, had kind of a family reunion last night in Morgantown. He's from Shaker Heights, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland. So he said about three and a half hours away from Morgantown. He had family members come to the game and that was fun. And then he played at Fairmont State before transferring to Baylor. Fairmont State is uh, about 15 minutes away from uh, Morgantown, from WVU. So saw him after the game, a couple of his former teammates. Uh, he was talking to them. So a fun night there. And Dale was a key contributor last night for the Bears and got to celebrate the victory and see family and see friends there in West Virginia last night. Happy birthday to Dale Bonner today. 
Patrick Netherton's birthday. Patrick is the uh, voice of the uh, Northwestern State Demons. Proud alma mater of uh, Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach. Happy birthday to Patrick. Uh, it is uh, it's Sean Tollison's birthday today. So that ties in nicely. Sean will be on the radio with us tomorrow, Aaron. Former uh, major league, former Baylor pitcher, former major league pitcher. Had a really good stretch as the closer for the Rangers for a while. And Sean was scheduled to be the key speaker, keynote speaker uh, at the uh, Waco Chamber first pitch luncheon tomorrow, which, as we told you last week, had to be uh, canceled, not just postponed, but canceled. The chamber felt like uh, not the best idea to gather five or 600 people together in one room with uh, Omicron uh, running wild. So Sean was uh, scheduled to be the keynote speaker there, along with the baseball and softball coaches from Baylor and MCC. But it got canceled. But I thought, hey, it'd be fun to catch up with Sean. So texted him, and he's going to be on the radio with us tomorrow. So we'll hear from him tomorrow. Today is his birthday, 34 years old, young Sean Tollison. Um, who else do we have here? Birthdays. Uh, that might be it. That's uh, I think that's all that I've got. Wait, let me check one of the lists uh, to make sure. But, oh, it's Lee Fisher's birthday today, too. I'm glad I looked. Happy birthday to Lee Fisher. Uh, Lee here in Waco, retired, and uh, has one of the great sports collectible collections of anybody that I know. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, like his sports cards, but it's more than cards, posters, bats, things like Autographs, that. Yeah, things, yeah, 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 a bunch of them. So Lee has, uh, I went to his house one time, just kind of like going through the museum to show those off. So happy hey. birthday to Lee Fisher today. Who else uh, do you have to add? A few. Uh, Dolly Parton turns 76. Uh, not only is she a, a great singer and a, a great songwriter, she is just a, wonderful human being i don't know how much you know about dolly parton and all her charity work and all the things that she does a little bit yeah uh, if any of our listeners don't know if you if you have a minute just google it and and google and read about all the different things that she does as far as giving her time and money to different charities and just just a wonderful person so happy birthday to dolly parton who turns 76 katie seagal who played peggy bundy on Married with Children, oh, yeah. and also uh, played, uh, oh, wow, she played, what was her first name on, she was the she was Jax Teller, the main character's mom, okay. on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. And I can't I remember that. her first name on the show, but Katie Seagal uh, is 68 today, and actress Dre DiMatteo, who was obviously most, who was obviously most famous, uh, for her role on The Sopranos, turns 50. Oh, okay. Which we always talk about, and mm -hmm. we probably talk about it more than we should. Yeah. But most of the time, it's people who are who look a lot younger yeah. than they are. Well, you're and, surprised. Yeah, exactly. That and age. I was very surprised that she's 50. Yeah. She, she, she does not look like she's 50. She does not look like she's 50. She's aged very well. Mm. So, uh, Dre DiMatteo also with a birthday today and that's it for me all right very good good birthday list if we missed you i apologize uh and uh there's our birthday list for today all right we're going to move out of here matt mosley is coming up next stay tuned for that remember tom barfield ward whites with game time weekday morning seven to nine right here on espn central texas 
where we'll be back, Lord willing, tomorrow in the 3 p.m. hour. As I mentioned, uh, Sean Tollison, our scheduled guest tomorrow. We look forward to that. Right now, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. And I can tell you this right now. You don't want to go to Waco, Texas to play the Baylor Bears.